0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast, where in this season, we're talking about singleness. I'm your host, Gayon Nicole. And in this particular episode, I get the chance to interview an old college pal of mine named Ashley Agaranos. Ashley is 28, and she's learning to embrace and enjoy her singleness. She currently teaches fourth grade in Nashville, Tennessee, and has a passion for raising up the next generation, whether that be her own students or the awesome middle school girls she leads at her church. She loves working out, painting, hiking, and all things outdoors. I hope you enjoy her interview. Hey, Ashley. Hey. Thanks so much again for making the time to do this recorded interview about singleness. (laughs) Welcome. Excited about it. (laughs) Cool. Let me introduce you to those who might be listening. I know Ashley Agaranos from college. Right now, she is a fourth grade teacher who's living in the beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. She's an avid hiker and a small group leader for middle school girls, right? Yep. (laughs) That's perfect. I actually taught for two years, Ashley, and I realized after the mid-second year that I could not do teaching.
1: I did not even know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a rough bunch of kids. Um, They're lovable kids, but they were hard on me. And I realized quickly that, you know, maybe teaching isn't for me. But, you know, what I would love to do is um, for you to kind of give us maybe a brief background on, you know, your journey as a single woman. And how old are you, Ashley?
1: I'm 28.
0: Yeah. I would love for you to kind of tell a little bit about just your background and what makes you feel comfortable to do an interview on singleness. And here, really quickly, here's why. Because I know that um, this topic in particular is not something that people talk about a lot. It's not easy to talk about, especially openly, especially on a recorded interview. So I just wanted you to kind of give some more some more detail about that.
1: Yeah. Um, so the reason I wanted to do this is because I think working with, like, young youth kids, I've realized that I've kind of had to work through a lot of, like, my false thinking about being single. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things that I've thought in, in them. And I feel like in a lot of ways they're being raised up to have the same, like, problems with being single that I had, and they shouldn't be. I think that we can, if we have the conversation, I think we can be raising up, like, young people in a healthier way to to know who they are and be more confident whether they're married or single. Um, so I've been just very passionate recently about trying to shift that conversation in the church and yeah. not just talking about marriage but talking about being single too. Um, so I kind of grew up in a Christian home, um, but I not really – I mean, yeah, I went to a Greek Orthodox church. My faith was not my own until, like, sixth grade is when I became a Christian. Um, So it's interesting because um, no one, like, really knew how to disciple me. No one that I was around was really, like, teaching me biblical foundations. Um, And so at the same time, like, I became a Christian, I also, like, had hormones and was starting to, like, poison.
0: (laughs) You're human. <laughs> so,
1: I feel like in middle school is when I really started to believe the wrong thing about being single. And I remember mm-hmm. like having since we didn't have texting back then, I remember having a journal with the friends and we'd pass it back and forth and like write out all the boys we had crushes on and um I feel like from a young age I just really cared about who liked me and like getting attention from guys and I remember purposely dressing or doing things in a way that I would think a guy would want just so they would like give me attention. And even though like in middle school, it was, I was weird. Like the those same thought patterns like continued um, yeah. even in high school. And then um, I think in college is when I started to really like think through what it meant to be single and how I was living and how I was thinking about guys. Um, but I actually have never even had a boyfriend's like liked plenty of guys gone on a few dates, but um, yeah, I mean, I had never actually dated, so.
0: Right. So you've never had like a substantial relationship for uh, no. you know, a large amount of time. Yeah. Wow. I think
1: I would have, um, I think it's like always been something I've wanted and mm-hmm. like in an unhealthy way a lot of times. Um, but the Lord, <laughs> for whatever reason, like it never happened. I would have done really stupid things.
0: No, so it's I understand. Probably good.
1: Um, oh, wow. but you know,
0: yeah, And I think some people can relate to that, like not having a significant yeah. other for a really long time. And it's kind of a little bit of about that, that connects a little bit with my story of not having uh, not being in a relationship for a really long time from high school to college to post college to mid 20s, breaking down, crying because I feel like I was 25 and not married, not not yeah. mo- not moving on with life. And so that's yeah. a little bit about my story. I definitely can connect with. But one of the things, this is a great way to segue into the next question, is I wanted uh, to kind of compile just a little bit of the story with you. And I know you saw this in some of the questions I sent. What would be one of the things or one of the moments in your life that you would consider your extra single moment? Uh,
1: So actually, I feel like I've had a couple of these, but... Really, So I have a twin brother and a sister that's a year older. So Mm -hmm. my whole life, like I've gotten, it's been awesome to be in the same season with my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Um, But both of them are married and have been married for a while. And so there were all these moments like throughout that time, you know, in holidays, they wouldn't be there. I'd be the only one home Ah. or just like things like that would make me feel extra single for sure. When I didn't have like another family or my family couldn't be around me because they were with their other family. But we actually went to Greece um, this past summer as a family, mm-hmm. and um, it was the best trip of like I've ever had. But there were so many moments where I realized, like, I am not in the same stage of life as my family <laughs> oh. anymore. You know, we—I mean, we we're together for two weeks, so I love my family, but that's still—that's a long time with family. Yeah, it um, is. But, yeah, know, like when it'd be time to go to bed, like, which room am I in tonight? Do I get to hang out with my? brother and sister-in-law or am I in the room with my parents or am I in the room with my sister and brother-in-law so there were just a lot of I just kept feeling like the extra person and
0: ooh, uh, I'm sorry but know. I just feel that <laughs> on the inside like oof. <laughs> yeah
1: it, was, it ended up being like a very good thing for me to recognize um, yeah and to have those conversations with my family about you know this is how I'm feeling but I think it was it was just weird
0: <laughs> right <laughs> like,
1: Family vacation growing up, where
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 I shared that
1: with my sister, kind of thing.
0: So, mm-hmm. did you feel that way at all in college? Just curious, because I know that oh. you're 28, so that just happened. But like, did that ever exist back then, or were yeah. there so many people who were still single?
1: You know, I went into college thinking that I would meet someone because I had people tell me stupid things like, "You've been dated for so long, like you've never dated. You're gonna meet someone right away. God's gonna bless you." Like, just. <laughs> didn't know what there's um but I like believed it so freshman year I'm like all right I've been faithful and pure and like haven't dated middle school or high school and then anyway so I ended up going to an FCA conference Mm -hmm. my freshman year and like it was all about relationships and I feel like the Lord just brought a lot of freedom like I went into college thinking I needed to find someone and at that conference like realized that is not what college is about and that's not what life is about um so I mean there are definitely moments in college where I felt single and I think when a lot of my college friends started getting married, I think that was definitely hard sometimes realizing like our relationships would change. But
0: yeah uh, Yeah.
1: I think like I think I'm just yeah, it's I think it's something I've had to deal with in different moments and seasons. But um
0: yeah. Yeah, for me. There were, there've been, uh, I think one of my definite extra single moments is when my best friend at the time, who I was maid of honor for, when she yeah. got married and I, it's like, I couldn't have predicted it, but I should have seen it happening. Like when she got married, literally like night and day, I feel like our relationship changed. Yeah. And I felt so single. I just yeah. felt like it, it's difficult to talk about too, because you almost yeah. don't want to make it seem like you're harboring... Dealing, you know, it's like, well, yeah. it's going to change. You should have known that, you know, but, yeah. you know, I felt really single, but here would be so funny. I want to ask you this question, but I'm going to save it for the end. Um, what are some thought patterns that you feel like before? So you're 28 and single now you've been single for yeah. a while. What are yeah. some yeah. thought patterns that, you know, distinctly you had to, to mature out of in some yeah. aha moments. Yeah. And it can I'm be, careful. I'm talking like, it can be as simple as like, just as simple as anything, but as big as, you know, realizing like God is all you need, you know, but I don't want you. Yeah. I want to stay away from cliches. I really want to make this personal. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Um, I think probably one of the biggest things that I honestly didn't want to believe that I believed this, but was that my life like wasn't going to start until I was married. Um, mm. And I would have never said I believed that, but, and I remember yeah. a sixth grade girl like was talking about this girl that got married and she was 19. And I, and I just said, man, that's really young. (laughs) And the girl, the sixth grader was like, well, yeah, but your life doesn't start until then.
0: Like she verbalized Ah, that. It was
1: like, what? And I remember being so angry, but then I started thinking about my life and like noticing some of my thoughts, like, Oh, I don't need to think about saving for a house until I'm married or I don't need to. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to start this ministry until I'm married. I want to do it with a husband. Like, I just realized a lot of the things I would dream about um, were things I just expect. Like, oh, I'll do that when I'm married. Yeah, I cool. that, that's the same thing as what this kid said. That my <laughs> life doesn't start till I'm married. And so I think I've just been really challenged with that. Um, I have. I mean, obviously, I'm a teacher, work with youth kids. I have a huge, huge heart for students and for kids. And so eventually, I would love to like have a ministry, like an outreach kind of tutoring, education thing, but also that. Helps like raise students up as, as believers, um, and reaches out to the community. Um, but I think that's like a huge thing. I've always just thought I'll do that when I get married. Like I'll live in a low income area, and like minister in that area when I'm married. So I'm not by myself. And like I just have realized I can't I can't put my dreams on hold for someone that, and that like, who am I to think that I need someone? to do those things with, if that's what God's called me to, like, who's to say that's what God has is going to call my husband to, you know, like, or that I'm even going to get married. Like, I don't, I don't need to wait. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's like really huge. And it's hard because I think, Um, and it's kind of something that I I wanted to tease out back when I started Artofsingleness.com blog. Um, and like I told you, I had to shut it down and kind of go with a broader scope and include singleness in that. And so this is the, the compiling of these recordings and interviews is to include this in the pop, the podcast that I'm doing and the online workshop I'm doing, but that's such a big concept, right? Like thinking that we, that our life doesn't start until we are wedded. Until we found another person, and we know that that's not true because we're living right now and we're pursuing other interests right now. But like in the back of our mind, like I feel because I, 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 honest to God, I came to college with, (laughs) I came to college with such good naivete. Like I was like, yeah, I'm here to get a degree, and like my mom has brought me up to be independent and to grow and to make sure that I, you know really prepare myself professionally. So I didn't come here to like get into a relationship. I didn't come to college to, I just, I just was like, Hey, I'm here. I'm glad to get UF. And then, you know, I got stung with the love with Jesus and, and um, I got put into a community just like you did, you know, get discipled, get shaped by, by other spiritual friends, sisters, brothers, whatnot. And I, this concept stuck with me in my college years of just maximizing my singleness you know, yeah. like using as much time as possible to do things that I wouldn't be able to do if I was wedded or married, if I was married or um, a mom. Yeah. And I was doing that, you know, I was doing all of the right thing, being pure, you know, making sure that I have pure relationships with males and enjoying my friendships with my sisters, all this stuff. But still in the back of my mind, when 25 hit, like literally actually when 25 hit, I was like, no, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There is something wrong. (laughs) There's something wrong. Like I wanted to cuss out God and just be like, this doesn't make any sense. There's certain things I can't do just like this. And a lot of it is cultural. You don't typically buy a home until you have a husband, two incomes, they're better than one. And and not only that, like, I think you get to a certain place professionally down the line. It's going to take years for you to have the same level of income as two people in one home. Yeah. But, um, I'm with you. That's, that's so funny that you mentioned that as a story. Were there any other aha moments that you were like, this is something I gotta. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I think also, I think I just constantly felt like I was missing out and mm. like, you know, I mean, I think like, I probably would have chosen to date a lot more than I've had opportunities to.
0: Really? And I think, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I say that. I think
0: don't second guess yourself. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. I
1: think, I, I think, like as a person, yes, like maybe in prayer, like I'd be led in different directions, but like yeah, yeah, I think I, I sure
0: totally agree. By the way, and yeah. it's something that I'm, I'm going to be or I have been encouraging women on the the websites and stuff that I'm writing, like date, yeah. like go go date yeah. people. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I think I think um, I actually talked. to One of my married friends helped me, like just like process a lot of this, but yeah, like the idea of missing out, like she was like, you need to go and pray and journal about what you're actually missing out on. And so I felt like the Lord like just really helped me. Like I'm missing out on heartache right now. I'm missing out on like yeah, a lot of, just a lot of other things that, you know, if you date around a lot, not that there's anything wrong with dating, but yeah, um, I think like had I had a lot of relationships and, and those things, I think the reality for me like, I'm a very emotional person, I Mm. think I would have, I see, I think I would have broken, like, my heart would have been broken more than it needed to be, and so, that's true, uh, I think I've realized, like, I'm not, I haven't missed out, I've actually, like, my heart is preserved and in a healthier place, Mm -hmm. whether I get married or I don't, you know, like, I'm not, I think I could have had a lot of opportunities to, to be hurt and bitter and frustrated, or just like you said, like, not use my single years well, like, to, to serve other people instead of myself, and so, yeah, uh, that and then the same thing, like you said, like I'm behind in life. Like, I kind of had a, a quarter life crisis, I call it, when I was 25. Too, um, I told you, like that's when I like was told I had arthritis and like
0: oh, just gosh
1: with my knee. Like I'm like what? Like I'm not married? I have arthritis. Like it was <laughs> 25 was not fun. It was
0: hard. But, it was hard. Um,
1: I think like I just at the end of the day have had to learn that I don't get to write my story, and if I. Like, and I have to trust that God's story is so much better than the story I could write for myself. And, and my story is not about me. It's about like how he wants, um, how he wants to write it so he can be glorified. And so I've just, you know, Joseph spent how many years in jail and moving up and like, he had a dream that he was gonna, um, be a leader and that took so many years to, to actually get there. And I think, you know, he probably looked at his life and thought he was behind. But, like, who am I to say I'm behind? Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's it's really true. Um, do you think this – this one's a little bit of an off-script question, but I think it's actually really, really pertinent. Um, do you think that there's ways in which – because I feel the same way with FOMO, right, fear of missing out. Like, there's this it's, – it's almost immediate as millennials. We can always feel like everyone around us is having more fun than us. Whatever that fun is. Um, They're having more fun. They're taking more pictures.
1: Yeah. They're
0: they're creating humans. (laughs) Money going to hell with life. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, but do you think that there are ways in which you had to balance faith and contentment in being single and actually choosing to put yourself out there and, and date more. Even though, like, I feel like even with saying that you didn't miss out on heartache, right? That doesn't yeah. write off. That doesn't yeah. write off opportunities that maybe you did legitimately miss out yeah. on. yeah. And uh, and ways in which you could have had healthy, great dating experiences. You know what I mean? I wonder yeah. if that plays out in other ways. Because that's it's also something I'm exploring in the material I'm creating is like, I think that there are women of faith and women who who are not even Christian who have, who are insecure about being single. Yeah. But then like, for example, when, when I review and I'm going to have a a podcast or a blog where I review the answers to the survey, when I review the answers to the survey and like 70% of the answers are like, yeah, I want a date, but I don't go out. It's like, well, but then. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know? So what do you think about that? How do you balance?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. I think in some ways – I think, like, for me, I haven't – that's something I've, like, wrestled through a little bit because, like, my parents have joked – not really joked, but seriously, like said, you should consider online dating. And, like, a lot of people have suggested apps and, like, different things. And um, I think, like – I think I realized I needed to be at a place where whatever I choose to do, I'm doing it in faith. Mm -hmm. And, like, for me, for a long time, like – if I had done online dating or um, or just like gone on other dates, like I think a lot of it would have been more out of fear of like or just selfishly, like I really want this, and not really doing it in faith. And so um I think like I was putting faith in having a husband or having a boyfriend instead of having faith in, in Jesus alone. And so I think like I would just say if you are doing something in, in faith, like mm-hmm. and your your motives are are genuine and yeah. like pleasing to the Lord, like go for it. You know, um, yeah. I think for me, like I wasn't really there because I think, um, like, I idolized having a husband and thought, like, yeah, I needed That's that. And so for me, it was more of a step of faith to not do those things and to trust the Lord in it. And I think um, one of my really good friends just started dating someone, and um, there's been like a couple things, like a couple interactions the past year or so with couple different guys that I've been interested in and showed interest in me and um, and one of the things I've realized with her and then with me is that a lot of times we like want relationships or we think we want a relationship because of how someone makes us feel and like the reality is is we all want to be loved and we all want to be accepted and we all like and you want like we want to make out with a guy. Like, you know, we want those things. Like so I think that <laughs> I think like I was challenging her the other day, like, cause she's not sure where this is going to go and if it's like worth dating this guy still. And, um, I was just like talking to her about, like, think about like, what are you missing? Are you missing this person or are you missing like the physical things? Are you missing like, just like having someone give you attention and like cuddling? And, and so I think like, it, it just goes back to motives. Like, are we looking mm-hmm.
0: for, yeah.
1: For someone like because feeds, they make yeah. us feel good about ourselves or are we looking for someone because like that's that's someone that's going to help us like live better like better lives that glorify jesus and yeah you know. yeah did that answer the question <laughs> i think yeah I, no, I, no i mean
0: it, it's it was an exploratory question so it was, it was, uh, it was i, mean, I don't know if i aren't.
1: really answered it but i think yeah i think it just comes down to like faith and motives and like, I don't, I think it's not that black and white, you know?
0: It's not. Um, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's why we have churches that make you feel weird if you date and churches that, like, are all about courting. And then there's churches where people are dating all the time, but it's, They're like, not... not always healthy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, it's it's so yeah. funny. Like, oh, so that's a, well, I'm going to put that in the rapid fire question. I'll put that in the rapid fire question because I want you to, I want to hear your take on that too.
1: One more thing I, I realized for me, um, uh, it was with a guy I was recently interested in um I realized like we had a we actually were really good friends for a few years and um I'll refrain from details just because people know <laughs> me, that's
0: but, fine <laughs>
1: um but I realized like when he was showing interest in me that every time I hung out with him like I was judging him based on like husband material at that point mm. and it was like so unhealthy because it it kind of like it was that was not the point like the point i should have been his friend
0: not like oh i wouldn't want my husband doing that and i think that's kind of like actually that's so true like i i find that so a good question would be man i should have wrote this in the rapid fire questions but what good question were you have you been one of those women those single women that write like checklists of everything that you want
1: (laughs) so i have because people told me to do it
0: but <laughs> no, it is right. like
1: i don't know i don't know how important that is oh
0: gosh but, it's so funny
1: yeah i have a friend that's like really all about that and her story with this so cool like
0: mm-hmm. just
1: everything she wrote down basically the lord showed her how he was already those things and that's why she could like ask for them and her story is really cool but for me i don't know i have a list i don't know where the list is i don't remember exactly what's on the list I don't know. Not sure if the list matters. Right. I think it does matter. Like, like I think the things that matter are character traits. That you know, like in
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the day. Yeah, for sure. Character matters for
0: sure. It's I interesting. There's know. always different waves in like the whole on the whole dating topic of like what people well, were taught to think. Like I know I don't know if you came up during the like I will wait for you purity ring age. I don't know if you read, I kissed it, I, I did. Right. So that's kind of yeah. what I heard. And then I think, um, I think there was a book by Rebecca St. James or like another Christian author who talked about like writing down what you want. And so I've seen a lot of girls or, and I, I didn't actually do that. Cause I remember feeling like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I yeah. legitimately not saying like a, I didn't know what to put, You know, even when I tried, I remember like six months in, I remember being like, I don't think that this, I don't know how much this matters, you know? So, but I would have friends in college, after college that wrote lists and then got what they wanted. And then you felt like, well, don't Like maybe, maybe I'm not praying right. Maybe (laughs) I missed the class that talked about how to write your list and get it checked off, you know? So well, that's like always
1: what matters on there. Like, yeah, I think for me with the list thing, like, I feel like the the Lord knows what we need and what we want. And like, I could have a list and it could be not what, what the Lord has for me. So I think, I don't know. I think right. it's, I think it can be a really good thing, but I also think for me, it could like limit what I, you know, who might who would I say no to just because mm-hmm. they don't like, match the list you know that's yeah not, I
0: don't know if that's always fair so i also would add like i think there's some fair reason to making a list but i think where it gets goofy is when you do this whole running checklist in your mind with every yeah. guy you meet and you can't appreciate him period yeah. like right God, you're only going to marry well typically you marry one person that means other people have significance in your life outside of being your yeah. possible husband but yeah. um i know it helps with I think, I think it definitely helps with being clear about the people you would deem date worthy. Right. Yeah. So everyone, you might not marry of course, but like, if you want to date someone, then you probably should have a starting point or what you want. With yeah. that said, for me, I noticed that like, I, I, I had an idea of what I wanted, which was good enough, but I never, I'd like put it aside and I'm, I, you know. I kind of just gave it to the Lord too. And was like, okay, God, I think you do know what, like that trust that you're talking about. Yeah. I think you know better what I need than what I can write down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, think, go, go for it. Sorry.
1: I think that like, just, it's also just important to like make sure you're friends with that person. Like my mm. parents,
0: yeah, that's good. Like, their,
1: their foundation, I mean, they kind of go to church, but not really, but they're like, I asked them how they've lasted so long and it's, they say it's because of being friends. Like, And I think that, basically, if you're looking for friendships, like, if you're surrounding yourself with people that, like, lead you closer to the Lord, like, the chances are you're also going to look for a husband that is going to lead you closer to the Lord, you know? Yeah,
0: Um, yeah.
1: Like, I think friends, and I think if you surround yourself with the right friends, they're going to call you out if you're dating someone that is not treating you well or isn't right for you. And I think, yeah, so... I think sometimes our friends have a better list for us than like we could have for ourselves, That's you good.
0: know. That's a good point. But, yeah. Well, what's funny, I guess we're going veer to off topic too. What's funny though for me, and I don't know if this was your this has been a case for me is I have always felt like my friends have wanted or have seen that or thought that I was going to be with someone who's extra spiritual or mm-hmm. like this big time leader and it's like I I don't I don't think I don't think it's that deep. Like I don't yeah. think he needs to be you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, so totally. for me that, that I, I had to overcome that for a couple of years of just being yeah. like, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need to be some extra spiritual mighty man of valor yeah. straight out the Bible. Like, I think I need someone who has the same core values as I do, same lifestyle desires, obviously same spiritual right. beliefs. So for sure. Yeah. But Ashley, let's go to the next question what okay. would you say is the one thing that it takes to be secure and healthy while single? Cause this is like the juice question, right? Like yeah. what do you think is the one thing? There's so many things, right? Yeah. But What would you say is the one thing?
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's been like not looking toward other people to validate me and like looking towards wow. my value in Christ. Like, um, yeah, just like knowing, um, knowing God, like, helps us know who we are, and yeah. I think anytime I try to figure out who I am without trying to get to know God first, I end up, like, disappointed or, like, ashamed or frustrated or, but, like, the more I know Jesus, the more I know who he created me to be and, and who whose I am and, um, yeah, and, you know, if I'm not, if I don't look like my friends that are in this place in life or even my other single friends, if I'm not doing, if I think I'm supposed to be doing what they're doing, like, I think I just, we can play the comparison game
0: all day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All day with our family, with our friends, with people in the same season, different seasons. And like at the end of the day, I have to look towards what God says and who he is and, and, and trust that, that I'm walking in um, the way, the ways that he wants me to. And that, you know, he's got me like,
0: yeah,
1: it's not not about what I can do. Yeah. Uh, I think we like often think um, this kind of goes back to one of the, the false, things that you know people tell you like you're not married because god's still preparing you and then you think <laughs> you think like what the heck
0: why does my preparation <laughs> yeah, take like yeah wait, what and the side like, eye all day yeah.
1: okay you know being 28 it's like okay so the 21 year old friend that just got married like she was ready like yeah. it just it just that's not that's not how it works like
0: let's you know, talk about that for a second yeah like that is so true like there's so yeah. much that we hear Seriously, that we just pick up. It's not even that the pastor's saying, it's not even that the Bible says it. I just, I straight up feel like we come up with this weird mysticism with marriage yeah. that I hate. I have to tell you, yeah. I hate it. I yeah, and I
1: think that's why there's failing marriages in the Christian world. Like, if you think you have to be ready, you are also probably thinking marriage is this like perfect little thing where you both were ready and you both like had it together. And,
0: oh my like, you gosh, don't. You that is so good.
1: And I think for me, like you know.
0: Wait, I mean, so you don't think that you... So wait, 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 wait. Because this actually is like a really big... I can't believe you just said that. Okay. That's like really... I've been thinking that for a really long time. Can you just say that again? What? You don't think that people should ha- should be or get ready? Not, not that they won't do things to get ready, but like, yeah. you don't think people are ready for marriage, yeah. right? Go ahead. My, sorry, my roommate just walked in.
1: That's why. I okay. looked over there.
0: Um, That's okay. Um, no.
1: Okay. So I think that I think that it is our responsibility to to, like, to become holy, right? So, but, well, it's for Jesus to make us holy. It's our responsibility to posture ourselves before the Lord, to mm-hmm. to let him work through our issues and help us, like, know how loved we are, even with our, you know, messed up lives and sin. And um, so I think that, you know, if, if I am ignoring these things that God keeps bringing up and, like, I mean, this is a less spiritual example, but I'm, like, pretty much always late for, appointments and like hanging out with friends and I have a good friend who's never late. And like, I think (laughs) me learning to be on time is probably something that will help me in the relationship one day. But so I think it's our responsibility to like, to grow. Um, but if our, if we're only growing, so we're ready for marriage, like the motive is wrong and, and we're, that's not the point. So (laughs) look at you. So I think that, um, I actually feel like the Lord gave me a cool revelation um, a couple of weeks ago that, like, you know how you've, you heard this in the church we went to, like, marriage is for holiness, right? Like, yeah. Like, it's not to make you happy. Um, so I was, like, thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? If that's the goal of marriage, which I know there's other other great things about marriage just besides becoming holy, like, the reality is, is I get that chance now. Like, I don't have to wait for Jesus to be made holy, or I do need Jesus, sorry. I don't have to wait for marriage to be made holy. I have Jesus now, yeah. and and he, like, the Bible talks about him being our husband, and, like, that's a, that's a weird concept, like, but if we're his, like, he's promised to come back for a spotless bride, so, like, I get a wedding day one day, and I get to be a spotless bride one day, whether I am married or not, um, so I do think we need, I do think, like, we need to take opportunities to become holy, but I think we shouldn't be doing it for a man um we should be doing it because we love god and we want you know the more pure we are and the more the more we let circumstances and difficulties like shape us so that we are more refined like the bible talks about like we're gonna have trials we can either let those make us bitter, or we can let those help us like shine the light of christ um but if i'm only wanting that so like one day i'm ready for marriage and prepared like I'm not, I'm not preparing myself for a man. I'm preparing myself to be married to Jesus, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like that connects well with what's something that I'm kind of coming upon too. And I'm trying to write about it too. And I love that this kind of came out of nowhere, but it's it's, it's part of, part of why we do a conversational style interview. Um, I feel like a lot of what you learn in preparing for marriage, if you're doing it intentionally, and of course, a lot of people do that because there's just so much literature written to to singles for some reason to make us feel like you're not you're single because you didn't prepare or you're single because you, other people are getting ready and you're left behind. That's the way the, 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 that's the way the psyche of it kind of feels or whatever. Um, I I feel like a lot of marriage preparation is just extra life skills, like good things you could be doing now to enjoy your life more, to enrich your life more. One of them is just getting better communication skills. Like that's a big deal in relationships Um, I feel like understanding the male, like understanding men better is also really good for anyone to do like, and for men to understand women, you know, and I'm, I, it, it bothers me though. Sometimes it's so siphoned off as like for married people. (laughs) And it's kind of like, uh, I think, I think we can recognize that It's just good, good life practices too. I love that you said that, um, Sometimes we hear in our churches and I know, I think I know what book it came from and then it became like a, a preaching line or whatever, but how marriage is, is just marriage isn't to make you happy. Marriage is religious. I had to acknowledge the same thing that you did about that. Like I'm single. I can, God has definitely allowed me to become holy even while I'm single. Yeah. But I also, I feel like I had to acknowledge the other side of that, which is no one wakes up or no one goes into marriage, marriage wanting to be unhappy. Like right. I think, people in marriage have also had to grasp how to make, how to be happy together, which is a big deal. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I, and it's funny too, because I think sometimes we put holiness and happiness at odds and I don't sure. think that's the case. Right. I, I just, I think it's unhealthy for us to think that, Oh, I'm supposed to be holy, not happy. And so then you, you do yeah. these weird spiritual things thinking, yeah. and then you're harboring, fe- you know, anger on the inside. Cause you think that, yeah. And so I think it's just healthier, which is why I'm talking about happiness a little bit more in my own life and also on the blog for single women, for us to recognize like, how do we own our own happiness? Like how do yeah. we embrace, not just joy, like saying joy, I think has become a very spiritual term, especially if you're in the church, but like joy and happiness are the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. They're they're two sides of the same coin. It's like mother yeah. and daughter, they're from each other. Um, yeah. I, I find what you said, like, understanding like that's such a big thing not allowing your validation to come from external things like from other people we need it affirmation is good but when you strong like when you strongly trust your validation in a man or your friends it becomes super unhealthy and then you find your happiness you know dipping because you're not getting it all the time right so i love what you said it's so rich thank you for that yeah are you ready for rapid fire questions okay What. I wish I had like some music to kind of go with this, but I don't yet. So first question is what's the best piece of advice you've ever heard about attraction to men <laughs> um, from men, attraction, attracting men. Did, That's a good question. I didn't think
1: you're enough. Um, I think probably one good piece of advice that uh, I hope, well, like is that you can't just base, like, I can't write someone off just because I'm not attracted to them. That, like, the Lord can kind of shift our perspective on that. But then on the other hand, like, it's okay. Like, that is a healthy part of, of a marriage is to be attracted to a husband.
0: So Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. I feel like that's a very okay thing to want.
0: That's very okay. Well, yeah. I remember when yeah. I just – I remember the, the time in my life where I realized I should – want to like I should want to see his face like I should (laughs) like before because I feel like we're taught but also my I am naturally more attracted to personality just right it just is yeah um but I remember when I realized like oh wait like I can actually value the way a guy looks this is not you know one. that's okay yeah Yeah. uh what's the best piece of advice you ever heard about beauty
1: uh I think I mean, in the Bible, like where it says that outward, like do not be like, be like the holy woman of God who, um
0: mm-hmm. or
1: didn't ordain themselves with. I'm totally messing up this verse. I get it, though. I know. But you know that one? It p- talks p- about like inward beauties is more important. Yeah. And I think and like not to ordain yourself and with braids and all those things. So I think the point of that isn't not to look pretty. Like I think it's okay to put makeup on and like <laughs> For sure. feel comfortable and confident, but if I'm putting my confidence solely in my outward beauty, like I am going to be super disappointed. And when I, you know, like I'm going to feel rejected if someone yeah. doesn't like me and like, you know, it's just, you take it personally. But if I'm, if I'm like trying to grow inwardly, I think, I think a lot more beauty like comes from that than we realize. realized. And yeah. just like you said, same with like personality, like people are attracted to, to inward beauty. Um, and I think that, You know, if we're if we're beautiful inwardly, like we are going to we're gonna feel more confident outwardly as well.
0: For sure. I love it. Um, what is the best uh piece of advice you've heard on dating?
1: Um, to you know, probably like not to stress out as much as I think I mean to just chill, basically. Yeah. Yeah. To not take it as seriously as as people do um and that's not to say like just do it flippantly but right. like you know I don't have to think about am I going to marry this person just <laughs> like we'll to on one date you know right. and I think to to kind of view like as you date to view people as friends and um and not uh I think if you do that like you're we we get messed up I think when we start like the physical stuff too fast and so that's like another thing with dating is like slow down and just have fun being friends with someone before you make it more difficult to say no, you know?
0: Yeah. Super, super on point. Um, what is the best thing you think people can do to love themselves, especially single women?
1: Yeah. Um, um, I, I mean, this might go without saying, but probably not. Like one is to just know they're loved by God. Like, yeah. Um, I think helps us love ourselves, but also like. I think sometimes like we talked about how, in the church, like people tell us, "Live your best life now. You're single. Like give it all. Like you're when you when you're married and you have kids, you're not gonna have time." Um, and I think I took that as burn yourself out, <laughs>
0: like that.
1: And so I think I was mm-hmm. not loving myself because I was not taking care of myself. And so I think like yes, we might have more time in some ways than. We will when we're married and with kids, but, um, like that doesn't mean we're supposed to be unhealthy. And that doesn't mean like we have to say yes to everything that someone wants to do. So I think
0: that was rich. That's rich. Like you're not loving
1: yourself if you're, if if you don't take care of yourself. So
0: that's very rich, Ashley. Yeah. On point. point.
1: Learn the hard way.
0: (laughs) Same here. Same here. Multiple times. burnt out. Multiple times. Um, what's the best song quote or poem or Bible verse that has cheered you up over the years? Um,
1: I forgot to, I forgot to answer these song quote or Bible verse. Um, that song, good, good father. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably been like the best song the past few years. Pretty much anything by house fires. Ah,
0: um, there's okay. another
1: one. It's called one thing. Same, same mm-hmm. band. Um, mm-hmm. It's like all about how God, God is like the one thing we need, and I think, you know, when, when my heart desires to pursue other things, even if it's not a man, like when I think I'm gonna find happiness in something else, like that song just always reminds me like there's actually one thing I need, and, and Jesus promises like we have everything we need for life and godliness in Him, and so that song is just like a reminder that I have what I need and
0: yeah you
1: know, I'm found in Christ yeah,
0: amen um and what book this is the last rapid fire question what book would you recommend to the she ventures tribe Ooh, i'm getting reverb do you hear me i, like I can that. hear
1: you
0: i'm hearing myself through you
1: oh yeah i can hear
0: you oh it stopped now never mind um can
1: you
0: hear me? Mm-hmm. what okay. book would you recommend to the she ventures tribe and why
1: um so i'm recently i recently read um women of the word i can't think of the author but I should have written that down. Um, and it's, it's about like how to study the word. Um, yeah. And it's been really good for me. I feel like it has helped me like look at the word in a different way and, and learn how to, to study it like on my own. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think like in college, you know, when you're in college and you're around a community of believers that meets together every week and praise. And, like, I feel like college was the glory years for getting to <laughs> see Jesus and, the reality of after college is you don't have as much time like yeah. to hang out with friends, like friendships change. You're not like, I don't know. I think I kind of, I feel like I got stuck with like, how do I dig deep in the word again? And, and that book has been really like, it's focused on women studying the word. Mm-hmm. I think it would benefit anyone really, but um, it's been good. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So my final grand finale question, right? I don't know if you saw the movie collateral beauty, Last year, it actually tanked at the box office. I'm telling everybody this because I, <laughs> I don't know why. I just like looked up uh, stats on it. Uh-huh. But it's a it's a movie written by Alan Loeb, and it stars Will Smith. And it makes an interesting observation about navigating grief, mm-hmm. um, pain, and heartache. And hold on one second. One of the things that it talks about it's like the it's not a novel concept, but I thought it was relevant to the topic of singleness. Um the concept is in the moment of your grief, make sure you notice the collateral beauty all around you. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to and that's not to parallel singleness to grief or death, right. but but I know that's it's it's so hard not to make it seem like punishment, you know, yeah. but uh we can't talk about singleness and not talk about the void or the feelings yeah. of yeah. disappointment sure. along the way. Um, but collateral beauty, what the question for you, the grand finale question is what's the main collateral beauty you've seen in your singleness?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I would have never, I would have never thought like in college or even the first year out of college that I needed to like learn who I was a lot more. I felt like I, I felt like I did know my identity really well in college and, um, yeah, but I, I think, like, the reality is, is, like, life changes, and the, the more I've gotten to experience, I think the more I've learned about myself, and so I, I, like, don't regret that at all. You know, I don't regret not being married. Like, I would love to be married, but I think there's beauty in, in getting to know yourself more and um, and enjoying life, and, and I think, Absolutely. like, the moments I feel lonely or whatever, I, I realize, like, because that's real. Like, we all feel lonely. Yeah. Um, but i think every every moment of loneliness is a chance to be comforted by the holy spirit who is like the you know god is the god of all comfort and and i think that like in my in the past like you know my first especially the first few years teaching like all teachers will relate to this you get home and you're like where is a husband to just like
0: give yeah. dinner
1: and let yeah. me like give me a hug cuz that was a rough day and i think i've i've just really gotten to learn how to lean on on Jesus and I think in the end that, that's taken pressure off relationships and
0: yeah.
1: instead of expecting people to make me like feel happy or okay like I can seek the Lord and, and I think if I had been married like the first year of, of teaching like I would have come home and put a lot of pressure on a man <laughs> to like yeah. ease the day and like, that wouldn't have been healthy. And so I think just learning how to, just to be a healthy person, not because of someone, but because of um, our relationships with God. Like, he sustains us and helps us. And,
0: yeah. I love it. So, I love it. Actually, yeah. your answers and in this interview has been, like, completely enriching. And I appreciate just you being open and honest and giving of your time and... More about your story. It's hard. It's not easy to talk about. We don't normally make space for this type of stuff, but I appreciate you seeing the value in doing this, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to too. So, thank you.